0: The first 12 chapters of Acts 19 tell the story of a man who, had, who came to Ephesus around 54 and 55 AD. He met 12 disciples, worked in the synagogue, of, uh, synagogue for three years, uh, three months, got rejected, and then left to carry on his ministry for two years at the school of Tyrannus. This represents Paul's ministry in Ephesus. His efficient ministry shows how what one man does along with them, uh, along those with him, can have big impact on the world. Later on, Paul sent a letter to the Ephesians and talking about how amazing the church and how glorious the gospel is. But here is the interesting part. Paul doesn't think that it's necessary to explain much about the status and identity of this glorious church. This makes it challenging for later, uh, later readers. Uh, so... Uh, like us to follow and understanding his thought in his epistle in Ephesians, Paul seems to think that uh, if uh, the Christians in Ephesus read or hear uh, his letter, they will totally understand. It is pretty odd thing. So two questions emerged in this context: What characterised Uh, Ephesus and the church at Ephesus and second is how did Ephesian church conduct their life and why did they live such a way as we seek answers to these uh, questions let's explore the secret of Paul and his disciples and simultaneously let us understand and the kind of life our Lord expect from us as believers, candidate for the ministry and teachers and workers to the church of both this and next generation, may the Holy Spirit of the Lord speak to our soul selves First efficient and efficient churches, the resident of Ephesus grasped the concept of culture. Grand architecture and established institutions, they had expected experienced and embraced the Temple of Artemis, one of the seven wonders of the ancient world, and all the culture cultural activities associated with it since their birth. We catch a glimpse of this in uh, in the Acts of Apostles nineteen. Yet What was the external state of the church in Ephesus? If Paul held the church in such high regard and the Ephesians comprehended his sentiments as he intended them, it surely was not due to any outward splendor. Similar to other churches in Asia, Macedonia, Achaia, and throughout the Mediter- Mediterranean, the, church, the Christians at Ephesus face poverty and discomfort. We see a hint of this as well in Acts 19. You can turn verse nine, uh, 8 uh, to 9. We can see he, Paul, went into the synagogue and specked Mm. boldly for the space of three months and disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. But when divers were hardened and believed not but spake evil of that way before the multitude, he departed from them and separated the disciples. And so these disciples later become the church at Ephesus. And we can see Verse 9 and 10, he disputed daily in the school of one Tyrannus, um, and this continued by the space of two years, so that all they which dwell in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. This aligns with Paul's initial vision, as recorded in Acts 16, verses 6 through 10, as he journeyed through northeastern Asia, tra- traversing Pregia and Galatia, progressing from Mysia and Pidinia, the spirit of Jesus, who had restrained his e- efforts previously, led him to assemble all the people of Asia for instruction at the school of Tyranus in the city of Ephesus. When Paul engaged in this endeavor. The establishment he used was known as the School of One Tyranus. The term school in Greek Schole refers to a classroom or lecture hall. According to Collins Hammer, the renowned New Testament scholar, uh, during the first and second century, the name Tyrannos was widespread in Western Asia, particularly in Ephesus. Considering this, if Tyrannos is indeed a personal name in this context, we might speculate um, that it could be or could have been a location where a philosopher possibly known as Tyrannos Teaches his student. Alternatively, it, is, it could have been a property owner named Tyrannus who rented out classrooms to other philosophers or rhetorical instructors. When it states when the Bible states that Paul left them and set apart disciples and preached the word of God daily in the school of Tyrannus. It inferred that Paul leased this lecture hall from a philosopher or rhetorician, or proprietor of the building. So, how did Paul handle this situation? He expelled from the synagogue. He had no house. He had no building. And how can he handled this situation. He came up with a brilliant idea. What was it then? To get closer to the situation in Paul's day, we need to consult additional historical sources. One such as all is New Testament manuscript known as Codex Petzi. T, we can uh, um, Greek letter, capital letter, alpha, beta, uh, and C and D, belong to the Western manuscript tradition. It stands out as one of the oldest polyglots, presenting the Greek text in the left side, and Latin translation on the right. However. It is worth noting that this manuscript is generally not heavily relied on when determining the authenticity of a text. That is true. Indeed, when it comes to establishing the authenticity of the Gospels or post letters, Codex B may not hold significant weight. However, in this case of the text of Acts of opposes this manuscript becomes highly valuable for it offers a meaningful commentary or meaningful commentaries on the early Christian history. Acts 19 verse 9 and 10 provides a notable example. in. Acts nineteen verse nine. It is mentioned that Paul preached in the school of Tyrannus. Usually, readers did not don't raise any question in, at this point. However, it appears that the ancient scribe of D might have questioned when when Paul's teaching and preaching and discussion and instruction took place. Almost as if addressing this inquiry, D includes a brief note immediately after reporting about Paul's activity in Tyranus. So I read Acts nineteen verse nine, according to D, he, according to D, he Paul, withdrew from them and took away the disciples, reasoning daily in the school of Tyrannos, Tinos. Translated, this implies that Paul left them and set his disciples apart and taught daily in the school of certain tyrannos from the 5th to the 10th hour. And then uh, in modern time, this suggests that Paul used the tyrannos lecture from about 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. 11 to 4. What does it mean? It holds significant meaning. In cities across Asia Minor and countries around the Mediterranean, including Ephesus, people typically don't engage in work during this part of the day. The heat is too intense. So that, so they often take a break for a nap. As I was visiting Ephesus, and the cat is also nap. One might wonder, If this is only a practice from the fifth century, it is not certainly, certainly not. Even today in the cities and countries around the Mediterranean, such as Italy, people generally don't work during the lunch hour. Shops, government offices closed with the exception for restaurants, Rest, restaurants uh, now typically between one to, from 1 to 3 p.m. If this has been the way of life for a thousand years after 5th century, could it have been any different in post time, 5 centuries earlier? We can deduce that it is likely the same in post days. If we apply these observations to our text, what unfolds this observation? We encounter extraordinary people, extraordinary persons, Paul and his disciples. For Paul, it means he had to proclaim the word of God during a time that when lectures were not usually held not usually held or when it is inconvenient due to people seeking relief from intense daytime heat through napping this is not just for him but also for his disciples Jews and Greeks from various parts of Asia they too had to skip their usual nap in your endure the scorching heat and mosquitoes and disrupt their daily routines. And then we can uh, raise a question, why? Why they did so? It's all for one singular purpose, to listen deeply and understand the word of God and serve God and the church and his kingdom. Yet the church they established was magnificent. They are armed. They are in poverty and they stand in this inconvenient situation. But the church they established is magnificent. Likely, until the time Paul wrote Ephesians from Roman custody, the church at Ephesus did not possess a dedicated building. Instead, they gathered for worship in the homes of Priscilla and Aquila, according to 1 Corinthians 16, verse 19. In this context, the Christians in Ephesus went against the prevailing thought and culture of efficiency of that era. They thought the word of God and the essence of the Christ church as present in the gospel more precious than, than any other things. They chose, they, their choice, this choice, led them to endure poverty and inconvenience. So far, we have been looking at the life sample and, and the efficient Christians. Now, let's consider some applications to our lives. What do their lives show us? How should we live? Why did the Apostle Paul and the Ephesians live such an unusual life? Why did Paul dedicate himself to the preaching the Word of God? Why did the Ephesians set aside the daytime hours of their day for studying the scriptures? Why did Paul and Ephesian Christians face the challenges? from harsh and strict philosophers and academy owners and try to find a creative solution to these difficult situations. Why did they give up their right to sleep and rest during this time? For three reasons. First, they discovered the invisible kingdom of God. And second, they encountered the word of God. And third, they recognized the glory of the gospel, Acts nineteen verse eight. You can see uh, the verse says that he went into synagogue and spoke boldly for the space of three months, disputing and dis- persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. Concerning the kingdom of God, they had found the invisible God, the invisible kingdom of God through scriptures. Our Lord. Once told a parable of a man who found treasures in a field. He told, he sold, the the man sold all that he had and bought the field. But does he grieve because he has lost everything? No, Jesus said he goes and sells everything and buys the field for joy. Matthew 13, verse 44. We might think is there really such a person like in the parable of our lord is this an, is, is not this an exaggeration but think of this the life of paul and efficient christians are an example of our lord's word being realized They chose the invisible kingdom of God, not the visible stately building theaters or culture of Ephesus. Then how could they do that? It was because they were devoted to God's word. Then we we can ask to ourselves, how can we be, devoted to God's word. We must live a double life. Just the fact that we are Christian, we are minister, we are teacher, we are student does not exempt us from the obligation to work. We should work diligently. We should study, read the books, write papers to the best of our ability. However, this is not the same as reading, studying, devoting God's Word personally. In order that to read and study the Word of God, it takes personal commitment, personal love. We might say, I don't have time because I, I'm taking an intensive course, reading several books of over a thousand pages. What do you think then? If Paul and the Ephesians had said such a way, when they had to leave the synagogue and there's no longer a place to study, then they would have stopped there. And then the amazing thing that all the residents of Asia, whether Jews or Greeks, heard the word of God. The wonderful things we cannot imagine. They were in the same situation as we are. They were more, more, more bad situation than we are. But they are determined to live their life double. They gave up their naps they endure the heat and fatigue they does what does the time 11 a.m to 4 p.m means for us have we ever given up our evening of our entertainment such as movies dramas and games for the sake of the word of god have we ever suffered persecution for the sake of preaching the word as the Puritan's did. Or have we ever walked for hours to open air meetings to hear the word of God as the people of Puritan days did? Have we ever cut short our sleep for the sake of the gospel and the word of God? How should we live? We must not be deceived by the abundance of our days, nor must we justify our personal laziness and slothfulness. We must live double. If we live our lives double, just like Paul and the Ephesian Christians did, the whole world will hear. The whole world Understand what the wonderful word of God is. And the word of God through us spread whole over the world. God grant us such a grace. Um, Us and PLTS and all church uh, they belong to our denomination. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God of all revelation, we thank thee for the opportunity to hear about the lives of the Apostle Paul and Ephesian Christians today. Grant us, O Lord, a heart that those fear and treasure thy word, even as they did. Bestow us a heart that assign values for thy invisible kingdom as they did. As we unfold thy word, O Lord, thou dost open the heavens, and as we pursue and meditate on thy word, thou dost read our times and our very selves and guide us in thy way. We pray in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen.